It was interesting. I had a very um, full brain this morning. I was trying to pick and choose uh, what uh, to minister on today, and I think this is really good. So we're going to talk about how to get out of striving. Uh, and so let me um, let me let me help you with that. Uh, it is, but I I, I am not uniquely qualified. I'm one among many. <laughs> Let's keep humility going. Um, that have really learned this very well. My tolerance for striving is very, very low because I, I suffered from it so much. And, you know, ultimately we strive um, and and I, I'm going to define a little bit more what that is because it may not be quite so obvious. Um, when we are orphan-hearted, when we have an orphan-hearted mindset, attitude, way of being, you know, orphans uh, that don't have uh, a present mother or father or both uh, suffer from three maladies. Uh, the first area is that they're alone. They just feel they're on their own. <clears throat> it's just me. If it's to be, it's up to me. Okay. Um, they struggle with performance. Anything I get, I'm going to have to make happen by myself. Um, and then they struggle with what I call wandering or an inability to rest. So even when you get to uh, maybe you go from thing to thing to thing, or maybe when you find your thing, um, <clears throat> you have a hard time resting. And, uh, and, and when I talk about being orphan hearted, I'm really talking about being disconnected functionally, emotionally, um, from, um, the, our father, from our heavenly father, from our divine parent. Um, and, and in that way, we feel like we're alone. Uh, that we're having to curry favor to get him to move on our behalf or where we feel like we're not worthy or where we feel like, uh, you know, Jesus did his part. Now I have to do my part. We don't understand what our part is. So we're, we're just kick, trying to kick the doors in. Um, and even when you achieve a level of whatever it is that you think you're supposed to be achieving, it's never enough. So you're wandering and you can't rest. And, um, you know, it's interesting when you, when, 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 um, the word talk, the word talks about, um, kind of demonic and was talking about, um, sort of casting out demons, whether you, however you define that. <laughs> I like to keep that open, uh, because it's maybe not as obvious as we've made it in the charismatic world, but whatever that is. Um, and then, um, uh, that, um, that they go off in dry places wandering and they can't rest. And that's really a way of being that, um, is tormenting and tortuous. And the whole concept of striving is tormenting and tortuous and toil. You know, when Adam, um, fell, 
however we want to frame that whole uh, story and that whole thing. Um, one of the results of the fall was that he would toil by the sweat on his brow and that the ground would produce thistles and thorns. So there's this battle and this toil. And uh, we really have been redeemed from the curse. We've been redeemed from all that. Um, and I, 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 I'm going to help you navigate because it's not like we're just supposed to sit there on some glory cloud and like the blessings and the thing just like kind of, you know, pop out, you know, because um, there's stuff for us to do. And we are called to put our hands to things. We are called to work, but our work should not be toil, even though maybe it's not always fun. <laughs> there are things to do that aren't always fun. But it's really, when I talk about toiling, I think that the, the safest and most accurate um, uh, way to look at it is what is your internal state? Am I grinding? Am I performing to make it happen? Am I not at internal rest while I do? Right? Now, we are, are being stretched. We are, you know, so that doesn't always feel good right? Sometimes we're called to do stuff we don't want to do, like forgive or <laughs> bless our enemies or whatever. Okay. Um, so, but there's a, a state inside where you're operating in union, uh, in that place of union, um, where, uh, where you're empowered, where there's a flow, where there's a grace. And we're going to talk about this more uh, because we are called to perform, we're just not called to performance. So, what does that mean? To be able when I when I'm when I'm talking about that, um, it's important to define what you mean. Okay. Um, so, when I talk about perform, what is the internal state? Is it am I toiling to do rather than uh, to do be or have rather than working in partnership, in rest with Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit, um, where I already am, where I already have, and where I already can do, and I'm walking that out. So you're never operating from a place of separation. Separation is torment right? Separation is torment. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, so, uh, so let, let's, let's dive into this. So I've got some yummy scriptures. Oh my goodness. Just makes me happy. <laughs> so I vote for happy and I vote for happy for you. And so let's, um, let's talk about those things. Um, so let's go to John 15, four through five. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Bible. Um, I, I just like the way this is worded here. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. 
For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Now, I want to point something out at the get-go, because sometimes in our little religious striving mindsets, um, and no condemnation with that, it's just we're getting detoxed, aren't we? Um, we can look as like, okay, remain in me and I'll remain in you. So it sounds like it's transactional, right? Well, if you do it, I'll do it. <laughs> um, and the truth is God is remaining in you. God is abiding in you, regardless of whether you are all over the map. Okay. So your union with Christ has already been established, not because we chose so brilliantly, but because he chose us. And you know what? His choice, he didn't ask our opinion, didn't ask our vote. He didn't ask our uh, us to be like, okay, so cling in there, hang in there, and it'll be okay, right? It, this is like totally apart from us, except for he chose not to be apart from us. But in terms of our own will, our, our capacity, our ability, okay, our experience of that is the place where we choose him back. So you did not choose me, I chose you. So in that choice, and I'm not talking about salvation the way we kind of talked about it in evangelical circles, I'm talking about experience experiencing abundant life, experiencing that union, experiencing that ability uh, to, to track with the fact that you're one with him so you can rest. So you can rest. Let me, um, let me unpack this in the Passion Translation. Uh, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the spreading vine, you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream <laughs> from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Now, this is not, once again, this is diagnostic. So in other, way, in other words, it's not saying I've got to do something to make this happen. No, Christ did something. It's already happened. However, our experience of it is turning our affection so that we can live it out. It's more diagnostic. So in other words, when I find that I'm striving, when I find that I'm fruitless, when I find that I'm, I'm um, uh, toiling and anxious uh, and, you know, um, uh, uh, feeling that aloneness, uh, feeling that uh, performance driving, striving, striving, driving, striving, uh, when I'm feeling that wandering, that I can't rest of that diagnostic of that orphan heart, this is what's going on. And it's not that somehow I fell out of union. <laughs> You're just not that powerful, okay? But falling out of the experience of your union, okay, that's the thing, okay? And so it's diagnostic. So when I was doing good, I'm toddling along, I'm doing good, and then I find myself in this way of being where I'm striving, I'm driving, right? I'm, I got to make it happen. I got to kick in the doors, Oh my God, let me just say, I, one of the reasons why I got so delivered from this is I just got tired. <laughs> Decades of this and it, you know, oh my God, this is not happy. So, um, you know, I, I figure, listen, if I can't do this in rest with Jesus, um, I don't know what I'm going to do apart from that, making it happen. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and, and the Lord is about performance, but not a performance to do, be, or have, 
but performance because he's already done. Okay. Um, you already are, and you already have. And out of that revelation of that, okay, you do great things. Some that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Um, the word uh, <clears throat> to abide or to remain is, is the word, one of the few ones that I looked up this morning that I can actually pronounce, meno. <laughs> and I think that's pretty accurate. Okay. Uh, it's in reference to sojourning, tearing, not departing. To continue to be present. Listen, some of this kind of new agey stuff that's talking about being present is actually Jesus stuff because faith is now. God is now is all you really have. Um, the past is already gone. Okay. The present's not right yet happened. It's not a reality yet. So it's in the now. And, and I love the way Paul Young talks about this as grace for the day, grace for right now, because any other relationship you're relating to something that's not a reality. And so that's where you find God. Okay. Um, uh, to be held, kept continually. Isn't that a nice one? Isn't it nice to know that it's not based on your ability to hold on to it, right? <laughs> it's based on your ability, uh, your uh, the fact that you're, not your ability, his ability of holding you, that you're being held. Your union is secure. How good is God at his job? right? Uh, I love that. That can bring some rest, just revelation of that. Um, in reference to time to continue to be, not to perish, to last, to endure, um, uh, uh, to remain as one, not to become another or different, to wait or wait. So this abiding presence is, in short, remaining in that place in your consciousness without changing. And let me say, every time you drift out of that, look at the bird! you know, or whatever, or something crappy happens and you feel separate, um, that you turn your affection back to the one who already chose you. So you're experiencing that union that's already there and you can remain and abide in the vine. And guess what? Fruitfulness flows as a byproduct. And this is a discipline. Now, a discipline is for you, not for you to get to be, to have, but it's for you so you would experience what Jesus, who Jesus is, what you already have in him, what he's already done, and experience the fruit of that in terms of what you have. Um, so, you know, the, everything is about looking unto Christ first and out of that fruitfulness flows. Um, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's hitch this up to another one of my favorite scriptures that's going to help you as you meditate on this. Um, and, and let me just say this. It's not about, you know, we are called to do stuff. This is not a sit on the couch. Now, sometimes you may need to recover and sit on the couch, but you really are called to do stuff. <laughs> um, it's about how you do it. What's the internal atmosphere and how you do that. And so that's how you really measure it. It's like, okay, am I, okay, no, I'm pushing, I'm grinding. I started out good and I ended up grinding. Okay, well then get back into that and get back into the vine. So let's talk about that. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. I'm reading this from the Amplified Classic because it's one of my favorite uh, translations here. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. Okay, let's just stop right there and just think about happy thoughts here. So what is your thing? It's like, man, I am heavy laden. I am overburdened. I am stressed. Uh, um, 
Um, other translations say weary, um, you know, um, or frustrated. You know, I used to, used to, um, uh, playfully tell my husband to quit using the F word <laughs> because he was so frustrated. <laughs> okay. Um, because, uh, because it was diagnostic, let's, let's not focus on that. Let's focus on, I need refreshing. I am weary. I am burdened. I'm burnout. I am just not, I, I'm on, you know, double E empty, right? So, um, the, the, that, that's the, um, that's the diagnosis, right? Um, the prescription is come to Christ, turn your affection to him. Jesus, okay, wait a second, let me go inside, because that's where he is. You can look up if you want, but he's inside. <laughs> Jesus, I'm weary, I'm burdened, right? Right? And a lot of times we tend to medicate and, you know, whatever. And, and, um, and, and it's so, this, some of the stuff we do is fine. It's just like, let's go there first, right? And I will cause you to rest. I will cause you to rest. I will, oh my goodness, this is so happy. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Oh my goodness. Doesn't that sound good? Ease, relieve, refresh your souls, right? It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I love this. What are we learning of Jesus? So we're taking his yoke upon you. We're looking to him. We're, we're saying, you know, Jesus, I'm in union with you. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm owning it. Right. Okay. And I'm learning of you. What are you wanting to teach me, Jesus, in this place? Oh, I am gentle, meek, humble, lowly at heart. Isn't that beautiful? What a beautiful God. And guess what? He looks just like his father. You've seen me, you've seen the father, gentle, meek, humble, lowly at heart. I'm coming to serve your burden. Let me help you with that. I didn't create you to be burdened, right? And you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment. And this one is so great. And recreation. We're going to have some fun uh, and blessed quiet. Oh, my God, make the noise stop for your souls. Isn't that beautiful? So Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm weary. I'm burdened. I'm, 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 um, stressed out. I'm toiling. Okay. Who, okay. Here you are. There's a union with you. I'm taking that yoke and oh, you're coming to serve. Thank you. I need serving. I'm back. <laughs> you know, you know, the more we let him serve us, the happier he gets, right? That's his grace, right? Okay. And uh, the more we partake of him, the happier he gets. So it's not like, okay, I used a little dab. So I've used my, up my allowance. <laughs> uh, we have, we have more than enough, right? This is springs and wells and rivers of living water. It says, for my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable gracious and pleasant and my burden is light and easy to be borne. So if you look at, 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 at what you're yoked up with, whatever this toil is, whatever this, like I, I, I've got to do this. I need to do this. I'm so unworthy. I need to do something to be better. I need to do something to, um, uh, to do better. I need to do something to get better, to have better, all of that. Let me just ask you, a little diagnostic here. Is that um, harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing? Or is that comfortable, gracious, and pleasant? Is that light and easy? 
You see, where we're trying to do to be, where we're trying to do to have, where we're trying to do to be better, right? We're trying to do to be worthy uh, or whatever. Um, it, it never ends. It's never enough. Have you noticed? So when you try to do because you're not enough, it's never enough. Because if you're not enough and you have to do to be enough, you can never do enough to be enough, right? Um, if you have to grind to, to get, well, you know what? If you had to grind to get it, you probably have to grind to keep it. And you're constantly terrified that whatever you got will dissipate rather than being connected with the one who provides everything for us, right? A gracious God whose idea for provision was his idea, not ours, right? If you have to grind in order to, to do better, okay? Well, I'm supposed to love people. <laughs> well, don't get grumpy in your loving people. <laughs> it's kind of anti-love then, right? Right. So I got to do better. And so we're trying to squeeze out the fruit of the spirit, okay? Right. Okay. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind. <laughs> well, we're kind of not patient or kind right there. If I've got to grind it to, to release, I'm not abiding in the vine. It's about me and my working or in the works, which is heavy. Okay. It's not about him and what he's done and letting Holy Spirit conform us into the image of a lovely, gracious God. Okay. I, my brain went to, is going two ways right now. So I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go here. So, um, let's back up a little bit because I, I want to, I want to take you to another translation of this, uh, this, uh, yoke. And I want to put it in some context, which is really cool. And this is actually from the message version. I, this is like my favorite verse in the message version and verse, uh, 25. Here's some context. It says, um, so, um, Jesus, uh, abruptly Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You've concealed your ways from the sophisticates and know-it-alls, but spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. How many of you are tracking with the ordinary people, right? Now we're all extraordinary. I get it, but we're all ordinary. We have like both facets, right? And sometimes, particularly in our, where we're struggling, we really feel ordinary. Okay. Right. Um, yes, Father, that's the way you like to work. So he's he's meeting you in the places where you feel you come up short. Uh, he's meeting you in the places where you don't feel particularly brilliant, where you don't feel particularly uh, capable, equipped. And that that um, and then this is Jesus talking to the people, but now tenderly. OK, so he's kind of doing a scathing comment on the know-it-alls right now. And now he's like turning to you and me. And he's tender. He's tender towards us and our weakness. Isn't that lovely? Just like his father. Okay. Uh, the father has given me all these things to do and say, this is a unique father and son operation coming out of, oh my gosh, this is making me so happy. Father and son intimacies and knowledge. So this is kind of Jesus's gorgeous to get a, a window on this gorgeous relationship that Jesus and the father have. It's intimate and there's vast knowledge there. And I love this. No one knows the son the way the father does. Oh, it's so beautiful. Nor the father the way the son does. Oh, so, I mean, we get a window on that. It's like, 
it's beautiful. All right, now, 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 this is the happy part for you, okay? But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen, okay? So in other words, all this wisdom, all this knowledge, all this intimacy, all these things that Jesus is doing and the Father doing and and this relationship and this way of being that is so breathtaking. And we're like, I want that. It's like, great, right? So um, if you're willing to listen, he's willing to go to that level of intimacy, the same intimacy that he has with his father, Holy Spirit in you, line by line. And then he whips into this, are you uh, are you burdened and heavy laden? Right, I will give you rest. So Getting there from here is not a striving thing. So let's let's uh, let's continue in this translation, which is so like, oh, it's good. Okay, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Yes, amen, brother. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Right. Get away with me. This is vacation time. You can take an internal vacation, and you should regularly. I'm not talking about vacating like everything you have to do, but just vacating toil and striving and performance and condemnation and um, the torment of ways of being that are destructive, your addictions, your compulsions, every way you don't look like Jesus and, and you're falling short and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Time to vacate. Time to go on vacation. This is where you're going to get your answers. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. It feels like they've lost their life. Like, when, when did my life go? My life sucks, you know? Okay, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Anybody been on vacation and didn't rest? It's the most disgusting thing ever, right? But this is a vacation on the inside. So if you're having a vacation on the outside, you can enjoy it, but you can take your vacation on the inside. Where am I here? Uh, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Okay, so here's how, here's how we're walking and working. Okay, so this is not a, I'm doing nothing. Now, there are times when you pro- probably need to do nothing, whatever. But, you know, in your life, you got stuff to do. The dishes need to be done. You know, something needs to happen. Someone needs whatever. You know the stuff. <laughs> okay, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Jesus is doing the dishes. <laughs> Watch how he does it and rest. Jesus is doing the taxes. Watch how he does it and rest. Jesus is doing the, um, you know, having to interview someone or get being interviewed. Watch how he does it. Jesus is doing the waiting on tables or the, you know, whatever it is, or the um, high level proposal, multi-billion dollar proposal, whatever Watch how, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. What I love that, if he's telling you to learn them, that means he's there to help you learn it. Remember, he will go over it line by line. Unforced rhythms of grace, right? So every place where we're striving and pushing and forcing things and kicking down doors and just, oh, like I got to do, I got to do it. Oh, that, oh my God, just give it a rest. Um, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. So if you're feeling something heavy or ill-fitting, that's not Jesus, right? Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely 
and lightly, free and light. Yay, learning to live freely and lightly. That's amazing. Now, one of the things that I kind of referenced earlier um, is the place where we feel like we have to strive to be. Sometimes this is a, I'm striving uh, to be because I feel unworthy. Okay, that's a, that's a healing issue. Um, and the one that I want to highlight now, the strive to be, is this place where we see we're falling short and we're probably feeling condemned about it. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not patient. I'm not kind. I, 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 I'm not exhibiting love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I'm not, and I gotta do. And one of the, um, uh, one of the things I really love about the evangelical church, and yes, there's, there, you know, let's, let's be kind. We're all, let's love one another, right? And let's glean from one another because there's still great stuff. One of the things I love about that is this, um, this focus on character. Oh my God, do we need character? right? The character of Christ. Um, but the thing I dislike about that um, is where we're striving to be. Because if I have to strive to be, it's not happening. If I'm abiding, I'm bearing fruit, right? So how do I get there from here? So in the places where I'm not loving, I'm not patient. Well, number one, in Christ, there's no condemnation. So beating myself up about it, okay, is, is actually anti-help, Okay. It actually is going to make it harder. It's disempowering you to be lovely, to be kind, to be patient, right? To be self-controlled. You know, we have, and um, you know, I, um, you know, I have a lot of guys that, you know, struggle from say sexual issues and whatever, and women too. And, and, and it's like beating up on yourself is not going to help. Okay. Right now I'm not saying do all these sort of destructive things that are not, not who you are, but I'm saying getting, Getting the fruit of that um, is is going to come from that place of abiding. It's going to you're always going to have to retreat to Jesus um, with that, and He will cause the fruit to be born. Listen, how masterful is God at, um, at at conforming us into His image? That's His job. So if we're trying to take the Holy Spirit's job away from us, He's probably like, "Well, when you get exhausted, honey, I'll just help you out there." <laughs> Right. It's like I, I'm right here. But if you insist on trying to make it happen, right, I'm, I'm going to willpower. OK, well, you're not going to willpower. You're there. You're going to get exhausted. You're going to have a bad day and poof, whatever that thing was that you hated about yourself um, is, is going to spring up and bite you in the butt. Right. And then you may end up in all this condemnation, all this spin out. No, bearing that fruit is an issue of being conformed into the image of Christ, which is Holy Spirit's job. Now with that, um, let's go to Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. I'm going to read this uh, in the Passion Translation. It says, um, and he, God, has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man, the old man, the old self-life, right? Um, the fallen, uh, like I say, nature and the Adamic um, uh, way of being, right? Which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Okay. The old man um, uh, was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusion. 
um, uh, about who they are, right? Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that has given, been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you, past tense, all over again in his perfect righteousness, and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. How whole is Jesus? How holy is Jesus? They're pretty much interchangeable. You've been created in the image of that. As he is, so are we in this world right now. Well, I, I, I get very, very much that we're not looking like it. <laughs> we're not acting like it. This, this is an unveiling process. This is a conforming process. Um, I'm going to take you to the amplified version of this. We're going to talk a little bit about this. It says, regarding your previous way of life, you've, you've put off the old self completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires. It's the old man. And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new self, the regenerated, renewed nature, created in God's image, God-like, in righteousness and holiness of the true of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude and salvation. So this is putting off the old man and putting on the new man. Okay, so what is this exactly? Because um, uh, you do not have a sin nature. Otherwise, Jesus did a crappy job on that cross. Okay, um, I've got lots of teaching on this if you're still confused about it. And I understand the confusion because sometimes it really feels that way. Um, but what you're putting off are these ways of being. I, I like the way that um, the Passion Translation put it. Um, these, uh, the lifestyle of the ancient man, your ways of being, right? Um, these ways of thinking, these mindsets um, that are corrupt, by the way, right? These are corrupt mindsets. This is why we need to be transformed or transfigured by the renewing of our mind. We need mind renewal because we got a lot of mess going on inside, right? Um, and that putting that off is, is, is saying, I'm not relating to that way of being. I'm not relating to that. And the putting on, now I love this, putting on the new man. It makes it sound like I got to strip it off and then I got to put it on. And that sounds like striving. <laughs> but what it really looks like is turning your affection to Jesus, turning your consciousness like, Jesus, what are you saying about this way of being that I'm exhibiting? right? This ugliness that I'm exhibiting, this sinful way of being that I'm exhibiting. Oh, okay. And then what is it? And the word for putting uh, putting on is not like, okay, I'm going to will it out. I'm going to make it happen. Is the word in duo. Oh my goodness. This, this just makes me happy dance uh, because I used to strive to be in such condemnation, right? Uh, so the word in duo uh, is, is what it means. It's translated as putting on but what it means is sinking into as like a garment, sinking into, you're sinking into the new man, sinking into the revelation, sinking into the garment, like a garment. Okay. Garments speak of identity and I'm sinking into the revelation and identity of myself as new, fresh, alive as Christ is holy and whole in this world. And I'm letting that revelation 
wash over me. I'm communing with it. I'm abiding with it. And guess what? Fruit. (laughs) Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We're not white-knuckling it, okay? We're not white-knuckling it. I'm just sinking into that. I'm letting it bathe me, bathe me, heal me, heal me. Because I'm not that fallen person that does that fallen thing. Now, I may have been doing that fallen thing, but that's not who I am. That's a false way of being. So where we're having a, a false, a, a sinful way of doing, we need to treat back to the root of that false identity, that false way of being that we're relating to, stripping that off. So Jesus, I just hand that to you. I don't know what to do with that. Help me sink into the reality, clothe myself in the garment of who you say I am. And out of that place of rest, I start seeing the byproduct of that, which is righteousness and true holiness or wholeness. Yeah. Um, So these are all ways where we get out of the striving component of having to do something, to be something, to do something, to have something, to do something, to be worthy, to do something, uh, to be, um, to be, uh, a son and a daughter to be worthy of being a son and a daughter, right? They're byproducts of abiding byproducts of rest and byproducts of letting Christ in you, the hope of glory, his spirit do his work of conforming you. Listen, if Holy spirit can't pull this thing off, I don't know what our little striving is going to do. And then also heal your heart. In the place where I need to have this and I'm striving to have instead of resting and letting provision come and walking as led by the spirit so that I can have, right? Because it's an outpocketing, an outgrowth of having abided and faith comes, right? Faithfulness is part of the fruit of the spirit. Faith comes, Christ's faith comes so that this can manifest in my life. And it's just the way of being where you do not have to strive. You find yourself striving, retreat back to the person of Christ, retreat back to love, let him heal whatever's going on, whatever feels separate, whatever feels unworthy, whatever feels condemned, whatever feels afraid, whatever feels um, unqualified, whatever, whatever that is, let him heal that. That's your intimacies. And remember, Jesus said, these are the intimacies of my relationship. And I'm going to walk you line by line in this relationship with my father in which you partake of that whole relational way of being. And in that place of abiding, you will bear much fruit. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful for you today. I know it was a lot. I could have gone off on just on any one of these things and just really uh, done a five-part series or whatever, but I wanted to encompass it a little bit and give you a 30,000-foot view about the whole nature of striving. Anyway, share this with someone um, uh, who needs this today. I so appreciate you you joining. Listen for the uh, my podcast. If you've not subscribed to that and and if you'd write a review, um, an honest one, you don't have to love everything. <laughs> um, that would be great. Um, and uh, otherwise, follow me on all my social media. Um, I, you know, I'm on on doing stuff regularly, and I want to see you, and I want to hear from you uh, what this is doing for 
you, your life, your relationship with God, your intimacy with God, your relationship with yourself, relationship with other people, um, and how that's manifested in your life. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit CatherineToon.com.